travel has probably challenged almost every um, perception that I had about life, whether it comes from relationships and how you view relationships and viewing love and unconditional love, how you view family values, how people um, look at money, um, even religion and politics and socioeconomics. Like it really has challenged almost every thought that I had living, you know, in, in the States and being raised, like, you know, having my own reality, my own experience. Right. And so then when you travel and you meet people who are just like, no, that's not what we believe here. And this is why we believe that it's like, oh, wow. Like I never thought of it in this particular way. Um, and I would also say too, just being a person of color traveling and knowing and experiencing people who have never in their life met a black person and having a whole conversation about what it means to be a black person and not in a way that's disrespectful or um insensitive but genuinely curious Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast, the podcast where mindfulness and leadership intersect. My name is Sean Moore and I help people cultivate their energy, whether that's through this podcast platform, design and branding services, direct energy work, or workshop and presentation facilitation. In this week's episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Rachel Hill. Named one of the 11 influential black women in travel you should know by Travel Noir, Rachel Hill is a trailblazing travel influencer, speaker, and author. With a master's in business administration and marketing, she has emerged her expertise in digital marketing and passion for traveling into a global brand. Her engaged audience of over 30,000 sees her as a leader in both the travel and tourism space, as well as the digital marketing industry. Utilizing her marketing expertise, Rachel coaches new and aspiring travel influencers on how to build successful online brands, how to create valuable content, and how to monetize their brands. Additionally, she speaks and consults with travel brands on how to tap into diverse markets, how to successfully work with influencers, and how to use social media to gain brand awareness. Rachel's engaging style and compelling messages provoke thought and targeted actions that lead to bottom line impact. On this week's episode of the Mindful Rebel podcast, I have the pleasure of chatting with Rachel. Uh, Rachel, thank you for taking the time to chat with me this evening. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to share this space with you. Yeah, I'm excited to, to learn more. And it's particularly around, like, I, I want to dive into this this conversation around travel. Um, and I've, I've, I'm glad you responded. I've been trying to connect with folks that, that are in this kind of traveler influence, influencer space to talk a little bit about um, kind of why travel is so important. You know, I have a lot of conversations with my friends around, and I feel like I'm jumping the gun, but <laughs> I have a lot of conversations <laughs> with a lot of friends um, around really taking time out to, to travel and see the world and see what, what, what else is out there and expand your horizon and expand what that looks like. And I know sometimes in our community, um, sometimes that can get combated with the thought of um, what that financially means and, you know, kind of yes. living in that scarcity mindset um, can, can challenge some of that perspective. And so I want to dive into that, but okay. where I want to start is talk to me about your journey and what brought you to where you are now today in the work that you do. Okay. So, um, where my journey started, I always like to say in my second life or my second career as, um, a content creator, an influencer, a writer is, 
I started with the life that the world tells us that we should have and that we should strive for, which is, you know, you go to school, you graduate top of the class, you get a good job, you work your good job, you keep your good job, perhaps move around every five to seven years, and you find somebody, you get married, and that's just kind of the end of your story, right? And so I was on that trajectory. I graduated from FAMU. I went and um, worked for a fortune, got hired with a fortune top 50 corporation. And, you know, that allowed me to live in the New York area, move to Philadelphia. I had, you know, this really great and lit social life and being young. And by my mid, mid-20s, I was at six figures, you know. And so on the outside, it looked like I had it all because I was still traveling, um, you know, stretching out my two weeks of vacation, trying to finagle it any way I could. But I was traveling. Um, I had like a great social life, obviously living, you know, in the Northeast, coming from the South. Um, I had the great, beautiful downtown apartment, like bought what I wanted, when I wanted, you know, went to every brunch, every function. And I just wasn't happy. So I did that for years. And I realized that I was, you know, trying to live up to other people's expectations. And that just wasn't really who I was. And I didn't know who not that I didn't know who I was, but I didn't know what it, what it is I wanted to do. And then I was also working in IT, which is a predominantly older white male industry. So being a young black woman under the age of 30, um, working in this older company and then coming into a role where I was managing, you know, projects and then being surrounded by these older white men who are telling me, okay, little girl, we've been doing this for 20 years, you know, like having that sort of environment. It just was like a lot of factors that I'm like, this really ain't gonna work for me. I can't see myself doing this for the next 30 years until I retire, having to constantly, you know, prove my worth and fight my way, you know, to get seen and heard, right? Um, And then to make that long story short, I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder and depression. One day I went to a presentation. Um, I went to the bathroom and had a huge anxiety attack. And that's when I decided this is not going to work for me. Like I got to figure out another way. Um, And so, and then I would even secretly for the next year or so, nine months to a year, I was going to therapy in secret. And you know, like in the black community, mental health, at least back then, this is almost five years ago. And I'm glad that it's starting to shift in such a short amount of time but mental health was like a very taboo subject and like being from the South, you know, um, you know, being from the South is like, just pray it off. You know, especially if you come from like a super religious family, like you all right, you just got to pray it off. Jesus got you, you know, which is great. Right. But you also need some other tools to help you through, you know, that. And so anyway, I would go to therapy in secret um, every Wednesday on my lunch break. And then I decided, you know, I don't want to live, have this facade and, you know, go to therapy in secret and can't tell people where I'm going every Wednesday during my lunch break. And so I just made this very bold decision to leave my good job, my good, my, my very comfortable life, my great apartment, like these awesome cities to travel. And I knew travel was one of the things that I absolutely loved. And I knew it was going to be transformative. I just didn't know in what way. And so I literally left everything behind. And I went backpacking through Southeast Asia for three months by myself. 
And from there, I started my brand, Rachel Travels. And then this year, it'll be five years that I've been running Rachel Travels, doing consulting, um, content creation, working with brands, um, teaching others how to build an influencer brand online, specifically people of color. So that's really, you know, kind of how it all started. Hmm. And so one thing I like to ask folks, especially in, you know, part of it might be a little bit of a selfish question, but, um, <laughs> okay. cause I'm at a place where I'm, you know, been working that job that you should, you know, feel like you should be working in. I'm at a space where I'm interested in kind of making that shift, um, to, you know, working for myself and, and mm-hmm. kind of navigating in that kind of space. Um, and it's a question that I hear, you know, folks talk about, you know, quite often. And so, for you, like when you think back to to where you were at when you decided to make that change, like <clears throat> what at what point did you decide to make that change? Like was there was there a moment? Was there something was there something that triggered it? Um that really was like, all right, you know what? I got I'm I'm yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I'm gonna take this step. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for me the the having that huge anxiety attack after um um regional meeting did it for me because I'm like you know at what point and you know and it, I don't really know exactly what happened in that meeting that triggered it but I just know something triggered me and I was like wow like I don't know when this will happen again because I'm not going to stop doing these meetings like this is a part of my role um and I think at that point I was all of the things that I had been feeling just kind of came up to the surface and I was so desperate to get better that I was willing to do what it took. And, you know, I started kind of getting obsessed with researching, you know, my condition and like what was triggering it, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so from there, I literally made a plan. I gave myself a year. I'm like, you got a year to save up. You got a year to study um, and figure out how people are making a living abroad. You got a year to get all your affairs in order, pay off some stuff. And that's what I did. It was just kind of that trigger of, you know, the anxiety attack, like, is this going to be my life for the next 30 years? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> so I just <laughs> left. <laughs> so, you know, that, I think that's a good segue into this conversation around travel and what that means. And um, for you, in, in, in the work that you do, um, Help, help me. Let's have a con- like. Let's have a conversation about debunking some of these myths around travel, around yes. you know, the whole idea of um, it's such a financial strain. It's you know, there's there's just a lot that I think comes up, and I, I, I can again, I speak from from experience um, of of having that sort of mindset around it previously. Um, before I just started making some change, like I cannot buy a couple pair of shoes or I could not, you know, go out to eat these three or four. Go to brunch, right. And not go to brunch for, you know, and and that add up to be a plane ticket somewhere. Um, Yeah. So yeah, talk to me about, about, yeah, let's talk, let's talk. I'll just just talk. Yeah, so one of my big things, especially when I first started my brand, was to really show people of color that look like us, like, we can travel. Like, we spend the most money out of everybody, right, in the United States. So it's, and, and it was kind of the same conversations, right? Like maybe if you could save $125 a week, that's $500 a month. $500 can get you a round trip flight to somewhere amazing. 
Um, and then I was showing people like, you know, if you use Airbnb, if it was four friends, y'all could split something, you know, like kind of really breaking it down in these granular pieces to show that it doesn't have to be expensive to travel. And especially once you get to certain destinations, the food is so inexpensive, the, you know, you're on beaches, like everything else that accompanies this experience is way less than what you would spend on a weekend in Miami or, you know, at Essence Festival. Um, and not to knock it, because I'm a Floridian, so I love Miami, you know, but I also know how expensive just one weekend in Miami was, um, or how it is. And it's funny because I, with that, I actually did a case study on my blog, and it's older, but I showed a weekend in Miami versus a week in Bali, right? And Bali mm -hmm. is most people's dream destination. It's absolutely beautiful. And so I just broke it down. I'm like, you go to Miami, say for Memorial Weekend, and it's fun, but you're going to buy new clothes, right? You got to get the hotel. Um, you got to get down there. You got to get the rental car. You know, you have to do all of these things versus you get the flight to Bali, which may be intimidating at first say you know it's twelve hundred dollars but once you get there you get the villa with the private pool and the breakfast and all of that stuff for 30 bucks a night right and so then you see how it not only balances out but it's actually a lot cheaper and i think a lot of times um especially with people of color because we have had this programming right like this is expensive and we automatically get intimidated by how things are perceived and then I think it, it goes a little bit deeper with not seeing enough people that look like us doing said thing. So doing the travel. And so that was like my, my big thing when I, especially when I first started was like, you know, I'm traveling solo by myself and I'm safe. I'm meeting people. I'm having these amazing experiences. I'm staying on, you know, villas and hotels on the beach and I'm going to these parties and I'm doing all of these things and I'm fine. And I'm actually meeting other black people and here's pictures or here are other people of color who are also doing this, but they just have chosen not to create a platform to show that. Right. Um, and so I think that's like kind of where it stems. A lot of times we just don't see ourselves reflected in the things that we want to do. Um, and then the other part of that is we, we just don't know what we don't know. Hmm. So with that, you know, what has traveling done for you? Like, you know, to be at a place, you know, where you you are traveling alone, you're going to these, you know, dope locations, you're really like engaging in in the culture um, of these locations. Like, what has that done for you? Um, yeah, so travel has, like I always say, like travel is such a, a transformative experience and let me also preface that travel doesn't necessarily always mean international travel right um travel could you know like one thing i like to tell people is there are pyramids an hour outside of atlanta so if you want like a very unique travel experience you don't necessarily have to go to egypt or mexico to view pyramids right um, so travel, let me just debunk the myth that travel has to mean that you're spending thousands of dollars and you need a passport and all this stuff, right? Um, but as far as travel and how it can be life-changing, I would say travel has probably challenged almost every um, perception that I had about life, whether it comes from relationships 
and how you view relationships and viewing love and unconditional love, how you view family values, how people um, look at money, um, even religion and politics and socioeconomics. Like it really has challenged almost every thought that I had living, you know, in, in the States and being raised, like, you know, having my own reality, my own experience. Right. And so then when you travel and you meet people who are just like, no, that's not what we believe here. And this is why we believe that it's like, oh, wow. Like I never thought of it in this particular way. Um, and I would also say too, just being a person of color traveling and knowing and experiencing people who have never in their life met a black person and having a whole conversation about what it means to be a black person and not in a way that's disrespectful or um insensitive but genuinely curious i'll give you a quick example i a couple years ago i went to mongolia for my birthday very random you know but i'm like i've always wanted to go to mongolia why not you know and so obviously mongolia is just one of those places that's a bit harder to get to it's not at the top of people's travel lists or anything like that. Um, but it was an amazing experience. But as I'm traveling through Mongolia, almost everyone that I met was super nice and sweet. But they were like, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I've just never met a black person. And you're from the you're from the States. Like, how was it being from the States? You know, like all these mm. questions. And it was just great to kind of share those experiences and, and debunk the myth that you know, to be black in America, especially like a black woman, I feel like there's always this spectrum. It's either like, you know, Beyonce and Michelle Obama on one end of the spectrum. And then on the other end of the spectrum is the girls that you see in music videos and on Instagram, you know, like a great experience is really just to be an ambassador. And obviously I can't represent everybody that's black, but, you know, just kind of changing those perceptions because the only connection to black america black american culture is the media right and so who knows what what is being fed to them so then just having those really authentic conversations um and debates even about what that means and what that looks like hmm. so kind of in that vein <clears throat> Talk to me about you know a, a travel experience that that kind of really pushed um pushed you um, in your perspective, probably the most, um, and kind of maybe like how you kind of pushed past that, um, in a way that still was like a really beneficial, um, experience for you. Yeah. So I would say, uh, an experience for me that was um, maybe not so much challenging, but just very clear, mm -hmm. um, was I went, I actually went to a country called Latvia and Latvia used to be a part of like the Russian uh empire or something like that right but anyway when you go you can it feels very cold and gray like everything is like steel and concrete and it feels like what I would think Russia would feel like 20 years ago and when they was having like the cold wars and all that stuff right and people literally didn't acknowledge you um, especially being people of color. Um, I was with my videographer, who's also a black guy. And, you know, we just definitely was like, okay, wow. Like, this is probably what our grandparents felt, you know, like mm -hmm. 40 years ago. Like, we are 
you know, we're, we're successful people, you know, we're, we are well traveled. We're all these things, right? Like all the check boxes. And we're literally walking through this country and people genuinely do not acknowledge us. They act like they do not see us as if we're non-existent. And so instead of being kind of, and I'm not discouraging people from going to this country. I'm just saying that was like, it wasn't a terrible experience. It's just a very eye-opening experience. Um, but I was like, okay, like this is, there's a learning from this, right? Like certain cultures just aren't ready yet or they're not open yet. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. instead of kind of getting, um, offended I have to understand one this is a small country this is a country that most people don't necessarily have the desire to visit and then again we're probably some of the first people that they've ever encountered that look like us that are speaking English that don't necessarily look like um maybe some of the other people of color that they've um interacted with right and so what I took from that experience was again like everyone's not ready and that's cool. And instead of like judging them for being ready or projecting your expectations on them, just understand that some people just aren't ready. They're not on the path yet. And all you can continue to do is encourage people to continue to go travel and experience these places and kind of create your own opinions based off of that. Hmm. Hmm. That's yeah, that's, that's dope. Cause yeah, Thank yeah, you. that's you. Yeah, looking at it from that perspective, because and that something like that didn't sour your your perspective on on traveling. Just understanding, like, well, you know, that's just how it is here, and you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, that's yeah, and like, well, let's go find something to eat. There's plenty of other places to travel, um, and some of the neighboring countries were the people were fantastic, right? So it's just kind of like you will kind of have those experiences with people, right? Certain people you meet. And they, you, they just not really feeling you. Not that you hate them. It's just like, okay, like we're not connected like that. That's cool. Let's move on to the next thing, you know? So what I want to ask is, is, so say, you know, I got somebody, audience, someone in the audience of the podcast, like, hey, I'm with the travel. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this. How, mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone who is interested in kind of taking a step in the journey of being a travel influencer? Um, how to like prepare for something like that, how to, to, um, yeah, yeah. How to prepare for something, how to think about that. So what I found is one of the biggest challenges that people have when it comes to building any brand is nailing your target audience and understanding who you are talking to. Right. So I've helped a lot of people start their brands and most people are like, yeah, you know, I want to do this. I want to be a travel influencer. I want to be able to work with brands and travel the world for free, blah, blah, blah which is great. And it's, it's so much fun and whatever, but it's like, you also have to understand who you are serving. What sort of valuable information are you going to create to help people move the needle in their experiences with travel? Right. Um, and so one of the things that people say is like, you know, I want to talk to, you know, black millennials. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, do you know how many people are talking to black millennials? Why don't you take it one step down so um and i wrote a book on how to be a travel influencer by the way shameless plug but no, in one shameless, of the, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i wrote a book on it's called so you want to be a travel influencer the ultimate guide to being a travel influencer of color but anyway in one of the chapters about um your target audience i'm like you know you can say you want to um talk to millennials of color or black millennials or whatever but then take that down one more step 
Now, do you want to talk to um, millennials of color that enjoy adventure sports, who are adrenaline junkies, who are scuba, who are interested in scuba, who are interested in solo travel, who are divorcees, um, single parents? Like, you know, there are so many more layers that you can come down one more. And then even when you're there, come down another layer, another level if you can. And that's really how you hone in on your target audience. And once you hone in on your target audience, it's very easy for you to create um, unique and specific content based on that, right? So quick example, I want to talk to, you know, millennials of color, like black millennials, right? Okay, cool. I want to talk to millennials of color who are um, black women who are interested in the solo travel. Okay, cool. Now bring it down one more level. I'm interested in um, black millennial women who want to solo travel solo who quit their job to do it right so now i can create content on mm. here is here are steps to prepare um this is what you need to have before you go um i can create content around you know these are some of the best destinations for black women to travel when it comes to dating this is how you should pack this is you know how to set this up right so it's very easy for you to now create that content that's laser focused on you know, your target audience. And then when it comes to pitching brands, it's very easy to talk for you to talk about your audience because you have owned that space or it's only a few people in that space. So I bring all that around to say that it's really targeting your audience. If you can nail that, then everything else will fall into place. Mm, okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's, that's great because I enjoy the, I love how you've meshed your, your, your marketing background and, and that into this work, because again, this whole idea of niching down into your, your particular target demographic, your audience, um, helps you stand out in a way that is unique. Cause you know, again, in this space where, you know, there may be several travel influencers, like how are you going to stand out? Um, Absolutely. Make yourself different than, than the next person. And not to say there's not a, enough room, right? Because I'm always like, it's 7 billion people in this world. It's enough for everybody. Mm. But you do want to make sure that you have that, that something that people remember you for. Um, and it doesn't have to be too, too serious, too deep, but it just, it does need to be something. Mm. So the, the, the question, you know, I have for you, you know, next, just in thinking about, you know, the work that you do, um, you know, as a, as an influencer in the work that you do, you know, as a, as an entrepreneur developing your own, um, you know, your own business, your own brand, um, what's a big piece of outside of, you know, this, this idea of niching down, which I think is really important. Um, what's a, what's a, a, a major piece of advice you'd give like, to pay for it to somebody else who, even someone that might not necessarily be stepping into the travel influencer space, but mm -hmm. um, something that would help somebody um, taking the step as, a, as an entrepreneur. I would definitely say learning how to create your own products and services, right? I think a lot of people don't realize how much money can be made off of your expertise um, and your knowledge and in your influence. Um, and so I think starting off a lot of times people, I don't know. I just find that if I, I wish I would have learned very early on in my journey to start creating my own products, like, you know, um, creating courses early on so you can help people. And it just kind of like, um, strengthens, obviously you can monetize it, but it also strengthens your confidence in 
your expertise because a lot of times we get this imposter syndrome, right? Like, mm. I, I don't know if I can like teach that. Like, I can do it, but I don't know if people really want to learn or know how to. Doesn't everybody know how to use Excel? You know what I'm saying? Um, and so you can really stretch your muscle to be like, actually, I can break this down into pieces, and I do know what I'm talking about, and I can put it together in a way where people um, look at me as a as a industry leader or an expert um, because I have these products and services out there to help people move the needle. Um, so I think if I had to, you know, tell people like another thing to do is definitely to learn how to create your own stuff. Um, and then also just make sure that you are prepared for the journey. And I know we talked a little bit about it before um, we jumped on the podcast, but um, I think as, through this entrepreneurial journey, just as much as it's, you know, a financial journey and a leadership journey and all of these things is hugely a spiritual journey. Mm. And, um, you know, and just exercising faith and, you know, hoping things will work out or not having a very clear vision of what you want, but just, you know, hoping that things will fall into place. Um, I definitely think that's something to, to be aware of and just to prepare yourself and not saying like in a bad way, but prepare if that looks like yoga for you, if that looks like reading more um, books, listening to podcasts like this, um, finding mentors, coaches, and things like that, because is that's the part that I think a lot of people don't really share. Hmm. And so for you, and I'm, I'm, I, I always mean to acknowledge this going, and I should have, going back some, you know, I appreciate you being transparent, you know, in terms of talking about, you know, that, in the, you know, that you, you went to counseling, at, you know, or, or therapy at a certain point and, and um, shared that. But for you now, like understanding, like, where you've come from in dealing with and, and some things that came up for you while you were working in, in the corporate world and now moving to this space of travel, like what are some things that you do for yourself in that same vein that you're like, these are some things that center me. These are some things that ground me, um, that help me navigate and, sh and allow me to kind of show up to be the best person I can uh, in these spaces. Absolutely. So when I first started and I'm still a bit of a workaholic, I have a, you know, I've, came from marketing but a project manager so everything has to like be in place and I can be you know a bit tough on myself and over you know if, if I haven't hit the deadline then I just got to stay up and really is a huge part of it for me is giving myself grace and you know grace to say it's okay for you to rest <laughs> like take a, a day to rest like take a day where you close your computer where you only do things that make you feel good, whether that's spending time with your family and friends. You know, like I even told you before our podcast, I was just laying out in the grass because it's such a beautiful day. So just taking those moments and not feeling guilty that I decided to close the laptop and to lay out and maybe to have, you know, a cocktail and play hooky or, you know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm still just haven't done anything. Um, so I think that's a big part that I finally learned is to give myself a bit of grace to say it's okay to rest. Um, and then also um, what helps me too is to always be a continual learner. Um, because again, as an entrepreneur, I've, and I don't know if other people feel like this, but 
you know, I felt that there's times when it's like, hey, I'm not working in corporate, so I'm not on top of the latest technology and the latest this, or I'm not interacting with people all day, so am I getting left behind? But just being a continual learner and, you know, those moments where I take breaks to read a book that's going to help help move my expertise into a different direction or learn more about a subject matter um, in my industry. Um, so I would say those are probably like the, the things I do. And of course, like a lot of, I do yoga, I do a lot of meditation and praying and journaling, all those things. And, um, and then also being very open and transparent on platforms like this helps me because it just, it, it assures me or makes me feel good to know, to let people know that this shit is hard. Don't yeah. worry. You, you got it. Like, if it's hard for you, then you're on the right path. You know, like, it's, it's a tough journey, but you'll be okay. Mm. And so, you know, with that, I think it, it, this is a good segue into us talking about some of these concepts, because, I, you know, and in, in being transparent, understanding what some of these things mean, I, I think it's great. So for me, talk to me about, you know, how do you define leadership? And maybe what does that mean to you in like the context of the, you know, your background? So um, I would say leadership is, in the sense of my background, is I what's been really important for me and what I look for in other leaders is just that being that transparent and being open, right? Because especially in such a time as now with social media, we only see the glittery parts of the journey, right? And so I think a true leader is giving you the holistic 360 view of what the journey looks like. So yes, there are these rewarding aspects where, you know, perhaps you can work on your own schedule, you can travel, you can do whatever you want to do. But then there's also those aspects of working hard, of growing a brand, of getting rejected, um, pushing past the rejection, of also being your own um, like, again, like learning new things and then trying to balance family and friends and relationships and social life, you know, so I would say in the context of being a leader is looking at folks who are open about it and how they have been able to, um, like transition through it or work through it or what, what's working for them, for them and how you can take some of those strategies and implement them yourself. Hmm. How do you define mindfulness? I define mindfulness as the opportunity to look at where you are or what you're feeling, especially if something triggers you and just looking at it as just a thought, as just a moment. Um, I feel like I, I try to stay mindful quite often when I get those limiting beliefs that come up and just look at it and say like, is this me or is this um, past trauma? Is this me or is this something that I heard before? Is this me? Like, do I actually believe that? And I find myself asking myself that question. Like, do you truly believe that you're not capable of X, Y, and Z? Do you truly believe you're not worthy of X, Y, and Z? And then I can answer and be like, no, that's bullshit. Like, I know I'm overqualified. I know I could do this. I can do it with my eyes closed, right? So then being mindful enough to have that conversation and look at it in your head and then being able to change the story behind it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's powerful. That's like, that's really powerful. I'm sitting here thinking about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works. I mean, I read it somewhere, maybe heard it on podcasts. Like, do you really believe, like, do you believe this thought that came up? And if you believe it, okay, cool. And it's not always bad thoughts, right? 
but if it's if it's something negative like do you truly believe that you're not worthy of this and you're like no hell no like I know I'm worthy then you can change the story and start shifting things shifting your reality for you what does um what does success look like or how do you define that now that's such an interesting question because I feel like um I'm kind of in this space now where I feel like I all the things that I thought would make me successful I've checked them off right and so now I'm in the space of redefining what success looks like for me right like I did the corporate thing check I've lived abroad check I've you know created a business out of my expertise and my passion check right so then it's kind of like now what's next and I'm young I still have so much more living to do so I would say I'm not sure what to, how to really define success at this point because success has changed so much for me in like the last 10 years. Like what I thought success was when I started working in corporate America until I retired from corporate America until I became an entrepreneur, the definition keeps changing. And so now I'm in like that, that five years later part of my life. Where I'm like, okay, what is, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. So y'all pray for me because I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all right. You know what? And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. One thing, um, and I always like asking this question. Um, what's one thing you think the world needs less of? <laughs> I think the world needs um, less valid validation from others. More self-love. And the reason why I say that is, you know, I'm, I, I utilize social media as my, um, as one of the ways that I'm able to market my business and advertise. Right. But I've seen how social media has really, um, shifted people's perception or perhaps is how I see it. But you know, a lot of people seeking validation on the outside and not coming on the inside and figuring out what truly makes them happy, who they truly are. So I think if the world needs less, validation from others and more self-love can you talk to me about a person who's like had a really tremendous impact on you maybe what what does that look like and kind of how that kind of manifested for you hmm wow this is a good one there's been so many people that have made like huge impacts in my life let me try to think of a specific person well i'll say this and she doesn't even know that she impacted me this way um and I'm not gonna say her name or anything but this is right um as I was you know preparing to leave my corporate job and like this life and there was a girl that I worked with she's a young black American woman beautiful like was rising up in the company and she was a single mom and she pretty much she said something to me and I can't remember verbatim but she pretty much was like this is your opportunity girl like if you're going to jump, jump now. And it really impacted me because I'm like, no, you actually have the life that we we're striving for, right? Like you are young, you're probably making closer to 200 grand a year. Like you're moving up in the company, you got the house, you got the car, you got this, you got that. You're gorgeous. You have the, you travel, you know, all of the things that again, I define success as, and she's looking at me like, no, this is your opportunity to rewrite your story. So I would say that she's probably one of the people who impacted me because while everyone else was calling me crazy for leaving my quote, good job, 
um, to do what I wanted and I didn't know what it was at the time, she was actually telling me to run towards the very thing that I was fearing. Wow. Hmm. Sometimes you have those people speaking things into your life and you're just not even really realizing it's like, oh. and yeah, until years later, you're like, oh, okay. Like somebody was speaking, like really speaking to me, like really speaking to me. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so with that, what's a, talk to me about, you know, a book, you know, a resource, whether it's a book, movie, podcast, digital guide, anything that you'd like to share that's had like a really um, big impact on you that you'd like to share with the, the listener. Yes. Yeah, so my favorite book and the book that really changed the game for me is not anything to do with business or otherwise, but it's called, um, it's called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender. And I have to get the author. But the reason why this was, this book is super impactful to me, um, and I read it probably once or twice a year, is because it really put into perspective of being present and to let go of things that you cannot change and being okay being detached from things that you that you essentially desire right and that's like really hard especially for like I said me I have a type a personality I want what I want when I want it um I will do what it takes to get it like I'll come up with a whole strategy and milestones and tasks and deadlines and everything to get there and when it comes especially from entrepreneurial place relationships health love all of those things um, sometimes you just have to put it out there and completely let it go, completely surrender to it. And that was like always such a hard thing for me. So reading this book always helps put, put that back into perspective of if you want it, then let it go. Mm, that's, that's a message for you. Ass. I'm sitting here like digesting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what I do like to provide a space for, especially for someone like you that has a lot of dope resources yourself, um, are there any resources that you've developed that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, yeah. Absolutely. So I would say, um, yeah, if you are interested in learning how to become a travel influencer, especially that of color, then you can run over to my blog, racheltravels.com slash book and purchase the book. There's its ebook and a paperback book that I wrote. Um, and then of course I have some online courses on pitching brands and travel and a lot of free resources about travel guides and videos and things like that. But where I am now, I'm, I'm really interested in helping people build these online brands, these online influencer brands, um, just to, to show that our perspective is different. And like you said, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We are the trends. Like we set all the trends. So we should be able to share those messages with people um, and create the space to share our creativity and our love and our knowledge and our expertise. Mm. So what's next for you? Like what's next? I know you kind of mentioned you're like, I'm, I'm figuring out what the success looks like, what that means. What's next for you in the next few years? As you're so, going to grow. Yeah, so I can't say what's immediately next because I'm not 100% sure. But in the long term, I'm definitely looking to, um, you know, I, I actually live 
between here in Johannesburg, South Africa, but doing a lot of work in bridging gaps between Black Americans here in the States and those on the continent. So just figuring out those different ways in order to, for us to work together and to invest in each other. Um, so those, that's like my big focus right now. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, okay. something completely different from the influencer game, but again, the tra traveling and the influencer, being an influencer has really showed me there's so many more opportunities out there as well. And you can only get that through travel. You can only meet, you know, people who know about certain industries and opportunities to bridge gaps and um, to create synergy with your brothers and sisters on the other side of the planet, um, just through having these very intimate experiences through travel. Hmm. So I, I guess that's a, that's a perfect segue into like our, the question that I normally kind of bookmark the, the conversation with is that, you know, that as you're looking to the future and looking at, you know, kind of, you know, where you've been to what you, where you want to go in the future and, you know, kind of sitting in your, in your present, you know, what are, what are your intentions are you setting around your legacy or like, what does legacy look like for you? Mm, I would say legacy looks like for me that I left behind, um, just to inspiring especially women of color that look like me that you can literally have it all you know and I feel like I'm in a space now where you know for so long black women especially have been told that we have to work so much harder that we can't have the healthy relationships and the healthy career and the this and the that and I just know that to not be true um and so I think what I want to leave behind that you can not only have it all but you can create it all and, you know, it just takes a little bit of shifting your mind, shifting your words, shifting your thoughts, but we can have it all. And I'm going to be that example to show you and to help others create it as well. That just made me smile. Rachel, Thanks. listen, <laughs> this was a dope conversation. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, and I say this every podcast, um, like I talk to my guests at a particular time because they say something that's really like resonating. Um, and so I appreciate you because um, this conversation definitely um, poured into me. So uh, thank you for taking the time uh, you know, to chat with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. So uh, one thing I always like to do, you know, I know you had the opportunity to share your blog site, what of your blog and your website if my, just to reiterate, if my uh, audience wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Um, so you can share your social media sites, everything that you yeah. say, post, but I'd like them to hear it too. Yeah, so y'all come kick it with me. RachelTravels.com is the blog. And then I hang out mostly on Instagram. So you can find me um, at Rachel Travels on Insta. Perfect. Rachel, thank you again. This was dope. <laughs> this was thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mindful Rebel Podcast. For more podcast episodes with some really dope guests, you can go to my website, seanjmore.com slash podcast. That's seanjmore.com slash podcast. You can also check out past episodes on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Anchor FM. 
check out more ways how I help people cultivate their energy, like the podcast, like my design and branding services, direct energy work, or workshop and presentation facilitation, please go to my website, that's seanjmore.com. Again, that's seanjmore.com, and you can learn a little bit more about the services that I offer and the work that I like to do with folks. Thanks again.